We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and we got a special guest here this morning. Rarely makes it onto shows, a little bit shy. It's Chris Jamino, our uh, Roto Grinders head of product, our chief data scientist. Is what? What is your official title? Even at Roto, who cares? Like I don't know. Like <laughs> I've done. It's evolved over the years. Like I'm. I'm just trying to help. I mean. We- what do you want me to say? We're we're back here trying to do good work. That's what we that's what my job is to try to do good work. Well, you could do work good work by hitting the like button on this video. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell to always know when we go live on this channel today. We really we're 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 gonna look at. We released it yesterday here at Roto Grinders. Sim Labs. Everyone's talking about the Sims, Chris, right? Sims this, Sims that. Well, now. You could sim stuff here at Roto Grinders, but it's not exactly the same type of simulations that you may see elsewhere. And we want to go through kind of showing the basics of uh, of this new product. I think the first question that people would ask is not just what are simulations, and obviously we could look we could look on this we could look on the screen. There is an entire FAQ on this. So if you have any questions, I suggest going to the SimLabs FAQ. Uh, this is, a, I think we, we've opened it up this week, but I think this is going to be just for, for premium members. If people are asking, I don't I don't know the, the business back end of anything. We're just going over what what this, uh, this tool is. But people will ask, it's like, oh, well, you know, I use lineup HQ, like a lineup optimizer, right? A, a 
a restraint-based solver. It has projections. It has the Roto-Grinders projections. It has the Roto-Grinders ownership. It has some other, you know, some other analytics in it. And that's where I go to make lineups. And then you go there and you say, oh, I want 20 lineups. I want 150 lineups. I want three lineups. I want whatever. Multiple sets of 300. And I want to put in these little settings of like, okay, I want to make sure I have a little bit of this guy and a little bit of that guy. I want to... I want to, oh, I make sure the quarterback and the wide receiver are paired together and they do all these things. What What's the total ownership of the lineup? What makes Sim Labs different than something like Lineup HQ? Sure. So uh, back in the day when they wanted to sail around the world, they would map out the world as the flat earth. And they would they would sail around trying to find stuff on the flat earth and accidentally found the right answer uh, one day uh, and figured out that it was round. And that's basically what I think the good analogy to simulations is, is that uh, when you're using optimizers and you're using the, you know, the, the analysis of, of old, you're really sort of existing in the flat earth. You don't have the full picture. It's really a sphere. It's really a 360 degree view. And I'll sort of akin it to like, uh, we're trying to manufacture the, the conditions of the world in optimizers and manufacture the conditions of the world and other analysis and simulations attempt to account for not just the results of the game and manufactured conditions of the game, but really make it a full picture in, uh, you know, in con considering the opponents and considering like the kind of lineups that people will bring to the table. That's like the real game, right? That's the real game of DFS is uh, how does my lineup stack up against your lineup over time, even though we're only going to play it once today. I always equate this simulations. I talk about this in the theory of DFS, which is my, my courses, that two things. One, methodologies, like blunt methodologies versus precise methodologies. And there's like a scale. So like the blunt methodology that a lot of people, you know, random people you know, making a lineup on the toilet are like, well, I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a good game today. So I'm going to play him at whatever his salary is and, Okay, well, they they base it around some educated opinion of, oh, uh, well, the the, I, he's looked good the past game, right? He's like, oh, they're giving the ball, you know, it could be anything, matchup based, weather based, anything. They're kind of coming up with like a projection in their head, right? That's kind of a blunt way, and they may go, oh, I don't think many people are going to play this guy, right? I may I may play uh, Saquon Barkley at three percent, so they're thinking about leverage, and then they're like, well, if I play Barkley. Maybe I play a jet on the other side of the game because, you know, he's doing well and then Garrett Wilson gets a big play. And now they're thinking a little bit about correlation. And that's like the bluntest way of thinking about it. A more precise way, you move up the scale, you start, you do player projections, you build a model, you have, you know, ownership projections, you build dummy lineups that the field could play and you, go, and you start moving up the scale. And lineup HQ kind of sits maybe in the middle as a tool and sim labs like accounts for all the stuff that you'd be putting into lineup HQ. So for instance, on a slate in lineup HQ, if you just don't do anything and you just say, give me a lineup, like basically it's going to say, here's our projections for each player are in there. And here's the lineup that has the highest mean fantasy points, right? That's it. But there you go. And you go, well, I don't want to play this guy. It's like, so you exclude that guy. Okay. Here's the highest mean fantasy points without that guy. Here's the highest mean fantasy points with uh, with this stack. Or here's the top 20 
mean fantasy lineups that conform to giving you 50% of this guy or 10% of that guy. Like the lineup HQ in and of itself is not manufacturing the three levers of DFS. Projection, correlation, and leverage, right? That's what I teach in the course. So you have to like manufacture, you have to put that in. You have to go, well, I have to tell lineup HQ how to correlate. I don't know how much that correlation matters, what the strength of that is, but I know that it matters to some extent that in baseball, I should be stacking four or five guys in a team. I, I don't know how to precisely measure that, but it's a blunt way of doing it. Or I'm going to go by ownership some, right? Oh, this lineup's 198% owned. This lineup's 122% owned. So comparing the projection and is this worth this amount of points in ownership? Like that's all like blunt, blunter methodologies. Chris, and I'm not an anti-optimizer guy. Like, I mean, like, if you like using an optimizer and you like going through the process of setting it up and taking the time to invest to make things look the way that you think they should, like when you, if you want to model the real world with optimizer constraints, I mean, there are people that have been doing that to great success for many years. I think the the problem that we identified is that is extremely time consuming and extremely complicated. Right. I mean, it's something that I that I teach in, in, in this morning. I mean, on this show, a lot of the times of how do we make the lineups that we want to make in a way that is plus EV? The point that I was getting at is that like this past Sunday, I played 12 GPP lineups. I did not touch lineup HQ at all. I used it in Sim Labs and I got the lineups that I wanted to play with the research being put into how do all these levers stack up against each other? So leverage, correlation, projection. And what's great about this tool is that if you use the Roto-Grinders projections, like this is all done for you. Like this, Jimino, a lot of this stuff has, has powered our sim output content for quite a long time. Like when you take a look at the, the showdown sim tool or the top stacks, Slate IQ for baseball. Like, this is no different than that. It's just that that is like a very blunt output driven of, oh, the Chicago White Sox have a 13% chance of being optimal and they're going to be on, on average 10.7% owned. Like, those numbers came out of what we're looking at here with Simlabs, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's been like a, a desire to get to this point for longer than we've been able to get to it. We've you know, we recently were able to get the engineering together to make a front end and make a back end that could support the kind of things that are necessary for something like this to exist. But, you know, I've been drawing pictures of this for a long time. I, I, I think there was a missing piece, though. I don't want to take too much credit. I think the the value, you know, the evaluating the the contest field part of this was the missing piece for me. Like, I always know I wanted to evaluate full lineups instead of evaluating individual pieces of lineups and i think that uh you know some you know some of the, the learning out there that's that's come to light about evaluating the full fields that what some of the top players have done for a long time i think that that was the missing piece for me and really what made this come together so so ex what it exactly does is i mean you see i mean i didn't bring up like there's like an intro uh little little tutorial that pops up before before you use it that you know i don't get anymore that it simulates the games, right? So it, it plays out all the football games. We have uh, this past Sunday's slate up on Slim Labs on this uh, this example, just to show you uh, uh, what all the features are. 
So it simulates all the games, right? So all the games are playing out. The Chiefs are playing the Broncos once, twice, three times, 10,000 times, 100,000 times. So it's playing all of that out, right? Using all the factors that are in the projection model and everything. Some games, the Chiefs blow out the Broncos. Some games, the Chiefs lose. Some games, Mahomes passes for 350 yards. Some games, Pacheco has three touchdowns. Like, it goes through all of that. And then after all the games are being simulated, the next part is, well, what are the lineups that are going to be in the contest? Like, if in all these instances in this universe of the games being played out, how does that relate to the fantasy points and the lineups that are in either a large field contest, a smaller field contest, a single entry contest? What lineups are you going to be playing against? And then what lineups, how do you rate those lineups against one another and see which ones are more viable to play playable from an EV perspective? And not all EV is weighted differently because just because a lineup has like a, like a high return, the way that it realizes it return is could be wildly different. So can, can you explain a little bit about the process before we start like actually like putting out lineups like we're getting the output but what like how does it go from start to finish is it kind of like how i described in a, in a basic sense yeah. you, you do your best to recreate the conditions of real life that's what you know that's what simulations do not just in dfs but like all over the things you don't even think about simulations having an impact on in your life they have had and you just don't see it it happens behind the scenes and that was kind of the goal here you know, DFS people like to talk about them, which is like strange for an industry. Like, you know, no one talks about the simulations in finance. Like, you know, they're not they're not out there, you know, uh, discussing the ins and outs of it. But basically, you try to recreate the conditions of the game to the best of your ability, so that when you go to look at e each individual trial of a game, that the results from a fantasy points perspective match the distribution and stratification that would you would expect in real life as closely as you can. Then you go ahead and there has to be a process where a universe of lineups is generated and that's what happens next. And we look to make that universe as lineup of lineups match the real universe of lineups. Basically what we used to call projected ownership. I feel stupid because that we've been using a process like this to do projected ownership since like, like forever. And like, it, it just sort of like the light bulb went off recently. Like, Oh, we've been doing this. We just need to start applying a simulation of a contest to that. So we've got this layout of what, the lineups look like in 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 real life in, including how frequently they're owned and hopefully the the construction design of the each lineup too is is fairly realistic to how everything looks in real life too so cuz it's not you, know, you can make projected ownership where the lineups look all wacky and they're like you know none of the lineups are what people are actually out there entering i think the there's also a goal of making sure that the lineup construction looks realistic as well and then you go ahead and play out those contests one at a time to see how much money you make in each contest, see how much return you get. But like you said, it's not just, Hey, how much money did I make in this contest? Because you, you know, you could simulate the games a hundred thousand times and you're still looking at variance with the, how top heavy payouts work. So I think it's really interesting to also look at how often do they reach a certain threshold towards the top and, and how often do they make the cash line, which is a different way of getting paid out. Like just making the cash line is interesting, but not nearly as interesting of, especially in showdown, like how often did you get like very, very, very near the top where all the money is? So let's take a look at the, the, the user interface. You come to the screen and it's, 
it's much simpler. I mean, all these screens are are quite intuitive. Like, it doesn't matter, to be clear, if you're like, you're building 150 lineups, you're playing one lineup. Uh, I'll be showing on this show regularly how Sim Labs could be and will be, should be, your number one research tool. Like, I built my 12 lineups through research from Sim Labs. Did I click? Is it the type of thing where you click a button and give me the, my 12 lineups? No, it isn't that. It's I, I've uh, I've uh, I've an opinion. I have a basis of what I believe the field is going to do more of or less of. It's all factored in there. But of course, I have my own opinions, and I go, hmm, I want to play these types of lineups. Let's see how they rate in Sim Labs, and then kind of like crazy check yourself of like, well, people say things, you know, oh, you have to bring this guy back in this stack. Well, do you? Well, why don't you simulate it out and see how often you really do? Or you have to double double stack this quarterback. Oh, if you play, oh if you play this quarterback, you have to stack him with this top wide receiver. It's like it's quite possible that you run sim labs, and it turns out that you're wrong. Or it turns out that a lot more frequent lineups are a little bit differently constructed than what you considered. And then you see that, and you go, oh okay, based on sim labs, maybe maybe these are the types of lineups that I should be playing. So you get to the screen, and it's like I'm just going to do it for like small field, just for the sake of time. So like a smaller field contest would be something like a 5,000 entry type of 2,000 to five, like some somewhere in that range, not like the Millie maker or anything. And can you explain, Chris, what this results range is? Very low. We put these, I mean, you could slide the bar any, any way you want, but we always make these little boxes, very low, low, medium, and high. Uh, what is that? If I, if the results range was like very low versus high, what would be the difference in the lineups that come out of this? Sure. I think if you set it up to high, you're expanding the universe to everything that exists in the, the purview of SimLabs. So if you slide it down towards the top, the, the search radius, so to speak, is going to be a lot smaller. So the why would you change this from the lowest end? And I think the answer to that is because we were smart enough to realize at the jump here that uh, people share this tool. This isn't my own personal DFS tool. And we don't want people's experience to be come here and have the same ex identical experience. So you get the, the choice of how much diversity you want in your lineups. Like, And certainly there's also the idea that SimLabs is set based on a set of assumptions. And the assumptions that SimLabs have may not be perfect. And if you set it too small, you're going to be looking at only the best of the best of what SimLabs thinks is good, but like it leaves no room for SimLabs really to be interpreted. You're just you're just getting the top end of the scale. So I think that there's probably a balance to be had between keeping it uh, towards the top end if you're really just looking to find SimLabs best analysis, or if you're looking for a lot of diversity, um, a little bit more of a different experience, or just to evaluate a wider range of the lineups that are in existence, you might slide that slider farther to the right right it's more of a diversification settings right if you it, set it definitely. on if you put it put it on high that means you want to be able to consider any of the i mean like so many more lineups if you set it for very low like extremely low a lot of times it's like you it's probably going to consider the lineups that if you went to lineup hq with the projections and said give me 300 like it's going to consider a lot of those types of like it's going to be like the 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 highest projected, highest owned, kind of like they're, it's not going to get to the third wide receiver 
It's not going to get the Brandon Powell lineups on the Vikings. Maybe it may very small amount, but once you expand it out, then you could start getting a lot different lineups and also different lineups amongst yourselves. If you're going to play 10, 20, 50 lineups, maybe you don't want to, that this is very similar to the unique players function, I guess on lineup HQ where it's like, well, I want 20 lineups, but if you set your unique player to one and you don't have many constraints, you're going to get 20 lineups that look pretty much like kind of the same as just one V ones and two V twos of each other. And basically if one of those players does badly, all of your lineups do badly. So if you set it higher, you get a, a larger diversity of lineups. So we ran 10, right? This is for this past slate. So you see here, yeah. you get 10 lineups. It comes out very quickly. Like you, I mean, these, these, I mean, you could build, you could build 150 lineups and tinker around with this and be done in three minutes. If you, if you, if you really, I mean, with some tinkering, I'm not talking about just like, oh, press a button and whatever, but like not very long. So you get these lineups, you get like Purdy, Ayuk. You could see here, Dobbs, McBride. You could see that there's already, you could see correlation still exists in these lineups. So it's not like you have to put in stack settings or anything like that. But can you talk a little bit about we can't, these 10 lineups come up and then you'll see like how much salary is remaining in them, the total ownership, the projection. So you see the same stuff that you would see in lineup HQ of each lineup, but you get these bars down here. So like this one, like this first lineup right here, projection, P-own, top 100, ITM, sim weight. They're all like rated 99. So Chris, this means that this lineup, uh, should have obviously won a million dollars. No. Uh, yes. No. Right. That that's not that's not what it means. That the, it doesn't mean that this is the best. Like like compare. Like this one has a little bit less of a rating, and this one has a little bit. To, so this doesn't mean that like if you don't play this top lineup, that means you're a fish. Not at all. I mean, it it means like it means Simlad thought it was a good lineup, right? <laughs> it's, it's like really what it means. Like the like I said, it's all built on a on a model of constraints and assumptions. And when you put this lineup against the other, you know, thousands of lineups in the small lineup universe that Simlabs had, it said this one did well. And that's really what you're saying. Like, there's the other factor that there are like almost infinite numbers of permutations of lineups that exist, right? Like, there's not infinite, but like there's a huge number of, of possible lineups that exist. And you, no matter, you can't create a field of all the lineups. <laughs> like you can't, you know, you're trying to create one that kind of looks like the, the real field. And how does this one do against that field? That's really what you're saying is this lineup did good against that field. And the presumption is that that field is representative as a representative of the population. Right. And that's a, a good test for whether this could be a good lineup, but you're still allowed to have an opinion on it. Right, but if you even take a look at, like, the ratings, these little breakdowns here, like, just because this one is, like, 99, 99, 99, 99, 99, we'll get into what each of them mean. Like, the lineups that you're, are even in this set, I mean, are not, like, one of the things that I say on, on my shows all the time is that, like, like, dude, you could create on a 13-game NFL slate for a large field contest, like, uh, if you showed me... I mean, I'm going to use it. If you showed me 50,000 different lineups, I would look at the 50,000 and go, yeah, they're all about, they're, they're all fine. Right. <laughs> the difference between the first one and the 50,000th one, maybe it's, maybe it's, if you take a magnifying glass, maybe there's some, a little bit of a difference, but 
I think the core facet of when you use Sim Labs is that it's not about like, like, well, this one is a 99 and this one's a 97 and this one's an 83 and that's one's an 84. It's like, you're not going to get bad lineups out of Sim Labs. Like all of them are, would be considered plus EV into whatever context the ratings are. Now, like this one right here, for instance, a 910, eight projection, 87, Pion, 86, ITM, 57, Simweight, 56, but top 100, 28. You go, oh, this that means this lineup can't doesn't doesn't win that like like oh it doesn't come in the top hundred that often. It's a it's a worse lineup. It's like, no, it's a similar lineup to all these other ones, other than the fact that it pro it probably derives much of its rating from cashing a lot right from being in the money and when it does when it does win it wins in a weirder way with different combinatorics or like there's other variables to just like well i can't play a lineup that's rated that low in top 100 right well if you need more diversity in your portfolio just like if you had a stock portfolio you probably if you had 50 stocks in your portfolio you probably don't want 50 high risk stocks right unless you don't mind taking on that risk but also, you probably don't want 50 stocks that are like, okay, you know, it's the blue chips. They, you know, they go a little up, a little down, but you're not going to get like an outsized return. You kind of want to build your portfolio to have like access to some risk, access to some, like you can use these, these ratings as a basis of building your portfolio of lineups. So Chris, can you uh, explain what these five individual, and this is in the the, the FAQ, but explain what these ratings, what do they mean? What what do projection P own top 100 ITM and sim weight mean? And it's rated on a scale of zero to 99. Sure. Projections are the simulations idea of the relative rating of projections between the different lineups. So 100 is the best lineup that got made from uh, its pr perspective in terms of projections. The zero is the worst lineup that it made. Uh, projected ownership, it was is a little bit tricky because the, you know, a zero on projected ownership would like in a lot of people's mind mean that it was like a very high owned lineup, but that's not how this works because you, if you used a, a sliding scale of projected ownership and say if I slide it to a hundred, then I will there, you know, that's how much I want to factor ownership in my analysis. Well, people are just going to go do that right because they're used to it, and then you're going to have people playing like you know the like Tyler Croft or whatever, you know, like, I don't know who, who, who would, who would pop up if you, if you did that, but you would like low ownership doesn't mean better place. So like it, it really, what ownership is, is it's really describing how often that lineup appeared in the universe, right? Which is what projected ownership is, except for a zero, if, you know, setting a projected ownership of zero means it didn't appear that often in terms of the geometric mean ownership of that lineup. And 100 means the geometric mean ownership of that lineup was high, was, was among the highest of the lineups that were created. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the then you have a top, top one hundred ITM and sim weight. Top top one hundred is how often the lineup reached the upper scale of the of the lineup universe. Obviously, that's it's it's not literally top one hundred uh, in the sense that you know in the larger universe it's it's a little, little bit wider. Uh, but you know, it just really try, attempting to describe how often it reached the upper echelons of the uh, of the payout structure because that's really what you care about. Uh, when it comes to like the GPPs is the, ultimately like no one wants to go brag about the number of times that they've cashed in their career. Uh, no one wants to screenshot that. Hey, I, I made, I made the money by 0.03. That's exciting sometimes, by the way, right? When you're, when you get to sweat at the last minute to make the money, but no, we really care about uh, the big paydays and the screenshots and all that good stuff. So top 100 is attempting to gauge how often that lineup might reach that territory uh, in the money. What I just talked about, you know, how often does it cash? Uh, zero to 100 is, is the rating on that. And then the simulation weight is, uh, it, it's basically ROI of the lineup, but it's not as simple as just, hey, rank the ROI zero to 100. It's, you know, like there's a little bit of some of those other things as well as some metrics that aren't shown here that are attempting to say, you know, overall, is this lineup uh, likely to be better than expectation in terms of its returns? And you, you, you said something earlier, not, not all the lineups are probably good, from an EV standpoint that are in the Sim Labs universe, right? Because that's not really how it works. Like, you know, right, the field doesn't have all positive exp- it's zero sum. So right. some of the lines ultimately in Sim Labs just aren't that good. But I agree with your general point that there is a there's a lot more similarity between lineups than most people will give it credit for. Right. I I think I think the key point is that like in lineup HQ, because of clumping, because of you're setting your own constraints, that a lot of times you may get you like you may get lineups that fifty that are fifty points lower projected because it's you're putting in so many settings that it's like well how do I give you seven percent of this guy and ten percent of that guy and have three unique players it's like you get to some of some of the bottom lineups and it's like no in your one if you built a whole one fifty set a lot of times you'll find the bottom fifteen are like really bad are lineups you probably shouldn't be playing and you also find at the top. The, the initial 15 lineups are lineups that are like too high owned. Like, cause it's like, Oh, since you're giving me the world to do without a restraint, I'm just going to put all the good plays together. Right. And then now I hit a restraint and now I'm going to do a little bit less of that. So a lot of times you have to, you have to jury rig. This is what 
Chris, you say about all the, you know, the advanced things that people need to do and complicate and they take a half an hour to go through it. Like Simlabs should, in theory, like account for literally all of that. And even in the advanced settings here, you could change what Simlabs views as what's important. So can you go through these advanced settings here? The deep, you've set defaults here that what you believe is like kind of like the center, the center ground, but you could, you could change the simulation weight, projection weight, ownership weight, upside weight, and correlation weight. Sure. And the default would happen if like, like I'm, why wouldn't I want the upside weight to be high? Why wouldn't I want the ownership rate weight to be low? Why shouldn't I like, it seems like, Oh, well, I'm, what are the, I want to get away from these being magic settings because they're not magic settings. They're just, what would you like to prioritize in the lineup? You're getting 10 lineups and you're like, well, I want to focus a lot more on stacking. So maybe I set the correlation weight to be higher. So it's all it's doing is increasing the probability of you seeing lineups that fit more of a correlated fashion. Not that like correlation is good or bad. It's like none of this, all of these things are neither good nor bad. It just, if you want to see these, the types of lineups that fit these constraints, like this is what you could look at, but a lineup that is high owned doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. And a lineup that is low owned doesn't necessarily mean it's good. A lineup that's heavily correlated doesn't mean it's good and not correlated mean it's bad. So can you explain what these, these, these settings are in a way where people would understand why it's not something where like, I just put in the magic settings and that's the lineups I should, that those are the better lineups as opposed to any settings you put in will give you the top, the 10 lineups that fit that, that description, but any description, the 10 lineups you'll see are probably going to be about equal to each other. Yeah. Basically you, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's describing a method for uh, the gen- lineup generator to go and, and, you know, basically generate under what pretext the lineups that you want returned should look or you know what what ratings should be weighted in how it gets returned so it's it's a weighted metric if you want to do just 100% of the ROI metric you would just turn everything to zero and ROI to 100 or and you and you'll get back just what you know when when it goes to pick out lineups based on your results range the lineups that meet that criteria like I show me some of the best of these uh, if you wanted to you know weight in uh, projections, ownership, you know, correlations, like you said, they're not necessarily good or bad. It's just a way for the selection process to happen, for the generation process to occur. So the um, the idea that uh, how do we come up with the default settings, it was, you know, it was back tested. And those were, that was a really balanced way to set your, you know, your lineup selection settings to get lineups that actually ended up making money. So that's really why you're seeing the default settings the way they are, but they are by no means under any circumstances intended to be like a best practice. Like I think that the whole point of the tool is for people to use whatever levers are available to find their own way of getting lineups out of this that they find attractive for DFS. We're not attempting to play DFS for you just because we've got ratings and and sliders and evaluations of lineups were attempting to provide you a new experience in playing DFS. So now I have 10 lineups. I did some advanced settings. I get these 10 lineups. 
I could go over to this exposures tab and people are used to that in lineup HQ, but it's not the same thing of like, oh, I could type in my exposures. All this is doing is showing you like how much in this lineup set, obviously 10 means that 60% means six out of 10 lineups have Tony Pollard, five out of Taylor. It just shows you like the output. So if you wanted to, like you could adjust this. What, what thing that you've included in here that's very intuitive is that let's say you're, let's say you are building 10 lineups. Like I'm going to play 10 lineups into whatever, whatever contest, the 20 max. I'm putting 10 lineups into the 20 max that if I don't like a lineup, if I just don't want to play that lineup, if I exit out of here, I could obviously save lineups. You could obviously tag to save. So you could build 10 and go, yeah, I only like three of them. Let me save this one. Let me save that one. And then you could go through and you could build just a mil- tons of times and say, you know, oh, I finally got to my 20, right? You could build 10 like this, 10 like that, 100 like this, and just pick out the ones that you want. But if you don't even want to do that, like I could look here and go, Gardner Minshew. I ain't, I ain't playing Gardner Minshew. I don't care what the, I don't care what the Sims say, Chris. I'm not playing Gardner Minshew. I'm going to X this out. Now you would think that in lineup HQ or something like that, like when you exit out, you'd be left with nine lineups. But that's not what happens in Sim Labs. I X this out. It replaces it with another lineup that fits all of the, the advanced settings. So it gives you now here's a CJ. You don't want Gardner Minshew, his CJ Stroud with Nico Collins and Tank Dell, right? You could go through and go, oh, maybe I don't want to play two. I'm playing 10 lineups and I don't want to play two Sam Howell lineups, even though he did very well on Sunday. And the Sims loved him. Uh, Scoreboard. (laughs) Look at the scoreboard. He loved the Sim Labs loved Sam Howell this weekend. Right. But I could go here now. Let's say I didn't. I don't want two Sam Howell lineups, but I don't know which one that I don't want. I mean, whatever. I could go down. I could use these plus or minus buttons. So if I click the minus on Sam Howell, it will eliminate one of those Sam Howell lineups and replace it with another lineup, right? Right? I could go here and go, up. Oh, he's down. Let's say you loved Trey McBride at tight end. You wanted to play. You didn't, you didn't care how owned he was at, at 2,800, and he put up, like, 20 plus points. And he's just like, no, I need to play. I need to play Jamar Chase in all my lineups. It could be anything. You could just add, you could just go here, 50%, and it'll replace whatever lineup it needs to replace in order to get you. Like, I want to play Chase and I want to play Pollard and Chase in most of my lineups. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna fight with you also because in order to get more Pollard, it may not be able to get more Chase. Right. So you could just fool around with this and you could change the exposures and you see how quickly a new lineup comes up. I mean, you see how, I mean, you could go through and weed out whichever lineups you do or don't want. But this is a better way of, like, diversification than, like, going into lineup HQ and imagine going in and I want 15% of this guy and 5%. I don't want no more than 10%. You know you know how long that takes? It's much easier to just do this and go in here. And then if you want to start from that process, there's these include and exclude things here. And I think this is going to be very useful for research. So Jamino, can you, can you explain a little bit more about the exposures tab? Because this is one way of like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to simulate a hundred lineups and then I'll fool around with my, you know, exposures here. But you could also do that from the start with like right on the main screen of like, Hey, I want to, I want to see, I want to see all the, I want to put in Lamar Jackson, right? 
with Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews, right? Like, I just want to see those line. I want to see 10 of those lineups, right? Who did who the, who did the, 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 uh, they played, they played uh, Arizona, right? Baltimore. So a lot of times. Here's the thing. Start, okay. you could start with Lamar Jackson. Like the way that Sin Labs works, like you're probably going to see those things. If right. you put Lamar Jackson in, you're going to see Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews individually. You might see both of them. I think the more that you input into those box boxes is is not necessarily it's not better uh, to me. Right. Like I think if you like this is a suggestion tool if you, if you, if you will like it's a generation tool. Like if you if you and and, and by the way I would also if even if I was building ten lineups I would always ask Sim Labs for more than I want because you more often than not you are going to be going on a shopping trip you are, and and the more that you put in to ask for the. The, it's 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 ultimately going to pick out more that are pretty good. So uh, to me, like I would suggest from my experiences using SimLabs, use I, I I wouldn't try the build twenty to get twenty method. I would I would more often than not be building one hundred and fifty and picking from what comes out of that. That's just my experience so far. I wouldn't want to you know say that my ideas are the best, even though I have the most experience with it. I would say that. You're, you're uh, just think about how it works. You're going to be generating more options that meet your criteria. So you're going to have more evaluations to review. No, I agree with that. That's how, I mean, that's how what I do in lineup HQ is 150 the max in here. Can I build more than that? Yeah, it is. It is. It is for now. So I think this is a good time to point out the, the, the word beta is not just a, uh, a cute uh, way to give us an excuse if something's not good. Like we it, we are testing this and we are improving it. It's going to be a continuous improvement process for a long time. We've already got some good ideas after the first uh, couple of beta testing periods here. But um, yeah, I would say that right now, I mean, the max is definitely 150, but we're, we're going to be constantly evaluating, you know, should we be a lot more of that? Should, you know, when, when you go into the exposure tab, an X button to X out all the players all at one time. So I don't have to click down uh, 50 times to get rid of 50 Tony Pollard lineups. Like those kinds of things are the kind of feedbacks and, uh, you know, ideas that we're actually looking for in beta. And this isn't just a, like I said, a cute way to give ourselves an excuse to not be any good. Right. But one way I said, it's very similar to, to using it as a research tool. So let's say we do what, what you suggest. We're going to build 150 lineups, right? We'll get, we'll use this for a large field, right? Large field, Keep our result range fairly narrow because we're using it more for research. We don't need to see like every lineup. Uh, and I'm going to put in Jalen Hurts. And maybe I want to see, okay, uh, what do Jalen Hurts lineups look like? What are the what do 150 of them look like? Because you're going to see it's like, do you, can you play? Can, I mean, you can. Obviously, there are going to be some lineups that have Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Who's kind of both expensive. Goddard. You may see lineups that have a triple stack, right? The Eagles played the the commanders. How many of these lineups have like a commander on the other side? So here, look, 150 lineups got generated in the, the span of like two or three sentences. So this thing is really, really quick. So here you go. Here's some Jalen Hurts lineups. Hurts, Brown with McLaurin on the other side. Hurts, Goddard with Samuel on the other side. Hertz, Brown, McLaurin on the... Now, you could go through. Here's one with Swift. Right, You'll see that you'll find lineups. Here's one with double stack and Terry McLaurin. There, there may be some 
I'm I'm assuming that there's going to be a couple of these lineups that have Jalen Hurts just naked, right? Just Jalen Hurts and no one else, right? Because those do exist and they can be plus EV. But a way that you can. By the way, if you want to find that, sorry to interrupt, but if you want to find that, you can go to the grid view on the top right there, and it's probably you're going to be able to see a little bit more clearly the stack that's that's associated with any particular lineup in the stack field on on the left. And there, you know, if there, you know, if there is just a a no no stack stack. option, you'll see it. Okay, with the grid view. I mean, I typically look at it on a card view, but you do have the option of looking at it this way if you'd like. Right. And you could say you could save all the lineups. You could filter through lineups. I mean, obviously, there's all these filtering functions and save this. Click on that little button. Okay, move it over there. But one thing I wanted to do from a research perspective is like, let's say you're like, okay, Jalen Hurts lineups. I'm going to go over to exposures. Right. And it's going to show me all these exposures. Right. So I could look and I go, well, Terry McLaurin is in 24 percent. Jahan Dotson's in 16%. Curtis Samuel's in 14%. Like, you could just take a look and go, Logan Thomas is in 8%, right? This is a way that even if you're hand-building, like, this is not a, like, oh, well, what happens if I'm not building 20? What happens if I'm not building 150? Like, like, dude, as a research tool, even if you're just building one lineup and you go, I'm going to play Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, you've decided on that already. And you go, okay, what's the best way to build those lineups for the contest that I'm playing in? You could see here that, that yeah, 25% of lineups have Devontae Smith, right? 13% of lineups have DeAndre Swift. Uh, 12% of lineups have Goddard. But you could see that, although maybe your inclination, you could theorize that these 150 lineups that are being generated, they have a lot more doubles of Smith, because you think, oh, I'm going to fill my tight end spot with Dallas Goddard because, you know, he's cheaper than Devonta Smith. And you go, well, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe it look, looks like the Sims almost prefer that, you know, you could play Swift before you play Goddard just by on the basis of these exposures. And you take a look and you go, well, John, I, I wasn't even considering Jahan Dotson, but he's actually in more lineups than Curtis Samuel. But McLaurin is in way more lineups than Jahan Dotson. So then you think to yourself, it's like, okay, I think I could build a Hertz, Brown, Smith, McLaurin lineup. And then you know what you could do? You could look for those lineups, right? You could s- simply put in the players to filter out those lineups. Or you could go back to scratch and just put in those lineups in the boxes, you know, the include, exclude boxes in and of themselves and go, okay, what's in the rest of the lineup? And the thing is, is like if we go and do that, right? We go back here. The reason I've been doing like 10 is just for speed purposes. So obviously there's a little bit, when you build 150, it's going to be, instead of it being a second and a half, it's like five seconds, which is still like, like insanely fast. But if I build 10 lineups and then I go in and I go, okay, based on what I found in Sim Labs, like Chris, I'm just walking through kind of like what, like even a single entry player would think of. And it may not be like, Oh, you should just like take your hand off the wheel and let the let the Sims do the work. But so a lot of people want a little bit more manual control. So if I do and I go, okay, I want to theorize. I, I I theorized and I saw in the tool, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna literally put in my three plus one, right? Because I've already made that decision from my research. McLaurin on the other side, but now There's you a- now. You, now, what you're here, what most people do in like lineup HQ is that this is a stack setting 
And then in lineup HQ, you have to jury rig how much ownership is worth projection is all that. Simlabs does that for you. So I don't have to think of like, can I play Tony Pollard in this lineup? Can I play Brees Hall? Like Brees Hall is going to be so owned. Can I play him in this? No, it'll weigh all that out for you. So I could just go and go put in the entire thing, press get lineups. And it'll show me 10 lineups that are properly that based on all the things, right? You see all the ratings here. You go, oh, here's your lineup. Hertz, Brown, Smith, McLaurin. And then you play Kamara, Mixon, Wandell Robinson. And if you, you're you like, oh, I can't play Wandell Robinson in my lineup. You just replace them with something else. I mean, you could take a look here. And we look through all of these. There's not much Brees Hall here. I don't even see Brees Hall in any of these lineups. So maybe it's because Brees Hall is so exp- it's more owned than versus, you know, it waits all of that for you. Yeah, but, I mean, there's also the th- a really good thing to point out is that uh, just because, like, like, there are, like I said, there are just a tremendous number of permutations of lamps that just can't possibly be existing in SimLabs the way that it's constructed right now. So this is where I caution that just because you don't see Brees Hall doesn't mean that there's not a good lineup that you could have made with Brees Hall that would have done quite well or similar to one of these other lineups in here. Uh, you know, you had the results range at a certain level, maybe expanding the results range might find them, maybe just because if they didn't, there was more that didn't get selected. But whatever the case may be, I would just say that doing what you're doing right now where you're selecting three players and searching through there, it's going to expose some of the limitations of what this is, which is a simulation in a box versus what an optimizer can do where you can put any three players in and it will just, it will just examine all the possibilities to return to you one of those three lineups or you know, a lineup with those three players paired with Jalen Hurts. So yeah, this isn't like a, uh, you know, a, a, a nonstop brag fest about what Sim Labs is and how great it is. I mean, there are limitations to doing work like this. Right. But you could play around with this all. I mean, look, I'm, I mean, you, if you wanted to do it this way, you can do it this way. You could explain, you could just say, I never want to see this guy in any lineup and it'll, it just won't show you it. Oh, right? absolutely. So we go through here and, you could put in, it's like jail, these four players, you could put in multiple different types of players, or you could just let, let the product do its work with the Roto Grinders projections and ownership. And to be clear on that, I think someone that one of the popular questions from maybe some of the more advanced users, can I, can I, can I import my own projections? Not right now. So it's really not a, a thing that we wouldn't, we would say we'll, we'll never do or that we don't want to do. It's just that for the initial uh, release of the product, you can't do it. But I do think that that is an add-on that sh- you know I would like to see us get to at some point in time. It's just at the exact moment, it's not available. And there's no particularly good reason or, or strong like thing that I could say, this is why we're not doing it. Uh, at some point in time, I think we would like to add that kind of customization to it. But you can save templates. So if there's if there's something where like you want to say multiple templates that you use often of like, yeah, I know that I played this, you know, I played the 121. I mean, this is, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about other sports, but let's say you play this, you know, you're using this to play the spy in NFL or you're using to play the 20 max, you know, $3 or something like that. And it's like, yeah, well, this is kind of what I want to prioritize and, you know, kind of everything you could, you could set that and save it. So you don't have to come back and, and change the little settings. There aren't many settings to change, but you at least don't have to do that. And this is only available right now. Like, you know, to highlight the beta word here, 
This is only available for NFL currently. And this is we're we're showing a main slate, but it's but it is also available for showdown contests. Yeah, showdown is <laughs> is a lot of fun. Uh, I I think that it's it, you know, for one thing you get a much 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 higher percentage of the possible lineups evaluated in showdown. So it's really that that's a very complete experience that I love about about this, and that's going to be true for any kind of contest that we do for showdown that doesn't have like you know billions and billions and billions of possibilities. Like you're just going to get like a really really good like snapshot of the contest when you, when you go to do this analysis. So that's why I really love showdown uh, NBA and, and, and FanDuel and everything that we're going to want, you know, I think we're looking at mapping out five sports to start and that's going to be coming in, in, in pieces as we get them done the right way. So obviously this is just for DraftKings, NFL main slate show the, the main showdown contests, right? Yeah. So let's let's say I want to play the you know the garbage 1 p.m. showdown on a Sunday like it's like it's not for it it's this is a simulation in a box it's basically for the the main slates that most people play. Yeah, I mean I would just with anything I would say not yet, right? Like so we're that's that's not what we're doing right now, but we're just going to make sure that we take it one step at a time and each piece that comes out looks good. And you mentioned the five sports. So what five sports should people expect over the course of time? Because we have NBA going on right now. We have NHL, college football, MMA, PGA, soccer. I mean, League of Legends. I mean, at what are, what are the five? So I'm assuming we're not doing like like Bulgarian, whatever, whatever. Said some you know DraftKings offers on some weird thing. Uh, obviously, it's going to be for stuff that we actually do projections for. Yeah, I mean, I'll, for for right now, it's for the five that I feel the most confident about the process that can be created with the simulations. It's the NFL uh, for baseball, for basketball, for golf, and for MMA are the, are the five that uh, I'm going to caveat that those are the ones that I think we're doing. And, you know, life has, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident we're going to get there, but you know, those, you know, that's not the, you know, that's not to say that they're coming anytime soon for each one of those instances. It's just that we're going to be working on them one at a time until we get them all done. And then as far as availability, uh, is this for Roto-Grinders premium members? Is this a set? Do people have to pay extra as an add-on? Uh, is there a trial period? I mean, we just released this. Can people use that for free now, but not later? Like how, how is, how can people, how can people get their hands on this for Thursday's NFL slate, a showdown slate, and for Sunday's upcoming main slate, if they want to try this out? So it'll be free for both of those days for sure. I think the the longer term vision as far as how much of this you can access for free is to, is to be decided. It is mostly going to be a premium tool. So not having a premium subscription will limit this tool at best. It could limit it completely. It's just that's still up in the air in terms of how much access you could get uh, with without a subscription to Rotor Grinders. Uh, but there is talk of it of it being you know a little bit free, so to speak. Uh, uh, we, we, that remains to be seen. So I don't want to say one way or the other, but I know that for sure you're going to have access to it with a premium subscription. There will not be an added cost for SimLabs, the lineup generator. Uh, SimLabs in the future may have some things that are more advanced and at the at a you know a higher level of complexity 
uh, and customization. I mean, those could uh, eventually have an extra charge. That's pretty standard right now, industry-wide. But I do think that the SimLabs, I mean, I know the SimLabs product is going to be part of the subscription, just like YFHQ. Right. So everything that we've shown on today's show, like if you can try it out now for nothing. I mean, like, dude, if you want to go to rotogrinders.com slash SimLabs, like you can go right now and you, you could do exactly what I just did. I mean, like literally on the screen, but at bare minimum that everything that, that we've done, if you're a Roto-Grinders premium member, you will be able to do. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, that's for damn sure. And it, like I, like I said, the, you know, in, while we're doing the initial release beta here, you, you can go try it for free and ha have at it. You know, we actually want and need that. So please do. Uh, anything else that you think people should know about uh, the SimLabs tool? I mean, I'm going to be Chris. I mean, I just want to make people aware that that watch the show regularly on YouTube. Like, I once you start adding these sports, once you start adding NBA and MLB, when MLB season comes around, I suspect, I, I'm pretty much sure of it, I'll be showing this 10 times more than lineup HQ. Like, that's how... That's how powerful this is in comparison to having to jury rig and hack through putting in those three levers of dfs into lineup hq you get a lot more yes if there's stuff in your head that you want to just like put into it you probably need to use a tool like lineup hq but if you don't want if you want to use a much more precise methodology and kind of take your hands off the wheel a little bit and not have to worry about clumping and exposure settings and diversification and how many unique players is this what's the randomness factor and all all this type of stuff it's like well that's all kind of baked into what this is and it's just like you could just use it well, let's take a look at a whole bunch of lineups and see what what and see what they kind of look like and go oh yeah these look this one like and pick out this one and pick out that one like you said i like your 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 analogy that this this make this feels like instead of Instead of going to Home Depot, Lineup HQ is going to Home Depot, right? And picking out the wood, right? I'm going to pick out this wood. I got to get these tools, right? And then kind of like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make this, this, uh, this dresser, right? And you're going to, okay, what, what color do we want? What, you got a lot more customization that way, but you also need to learn, you also need to know how to build a, build a wooden dresser. And this is like going to Ikea. Right, you go to IKEA and you have the nice showroom. They give you the little meatballs, and it's like, oh, go <laughs> look at look at all of our great dressers. Look at all our great furniture. Feel free to pick out the ones that you like. Yeah, it's a it's supposed to be a different experience. It's not supposed to be the, the you know the fully customizable experience of the optimizer. So if you want to save some time and still have an opportunity to be playing DFS in a different way with competitive lineups, I would suggest trying out Sim Labs and seeing if you like this experience better. It's certainly a different experience. It's certainly a lot less time consuming and hopefully you'll have a lot of fun with it because I think that one of the main things that's happened in DFS over the last couple of years is with all this complexity and nerd talk and and, and ex ex extreme, uh, you know, pokerization of DFS, where every everyone's here for, you know, to prove that they're they're a profit-driven player who can beat all their opponents. Like you can just actually have fun with DFS if you want. You can come here and have some fun. Like I really think that if you really want to, if you're someone who's actually enjoys playing DFS and fantasy sports, like I think this actually takes away some of that stress and anxiety of 
of, of the skill game element and without actually erasing it from your play. What happens, what happens if you like, like making money is fun? That's the version of fun that you like. That's why you do well, it. Well, the beautiful <laughs> thing is this is supposed to help with that. So maybe you can, maybe we can have it all. Uh, Chris, uh, you're in our discord. We have a discord channel that you can join. It's free. Our discord, other than a couple of channels is free. So if you go to rotogrinders.com slash discord, you could join a discord. Jamino is in there. You could tag him and you could ask him any, anything you want about it. We do have a, a sim labs channel that if you're going to be testing it out, we, we also, we appreciate all the feedback or anything. If you have any questions, you can put it in there. We have a support channel as well. Uh, probably don't bother you on Twitter, right? You're you're more of a Discord person. I don't I don't think you really don't don't send Twitter DMs to Jamino, but you could send Discord Discord messages. Yeah, you can. I you know Discord's where you find me. Okay, so go there. Go to try out Sim Labs for this Thursday and Sunday in NFL. That's RotoGrinders.com/slash/SimLabs, and obviously. Become a Roto-Grinders Premium member by clicking on that link in the description. $10 off your first month. Thank you, uh, Chris, for, for coming on, right? You're not shy anymore. I think that was a decent explanation of what what, what Sim Labs is, right? Hope so. I'm Like I said, if uh, you can get a real good explanation just by coming and checking it out for free. So I would encourage you to do that and find out for yourself. Okay, so check that out. Hit that like button on your way out the door. Hit that notification bell to always know when we go live. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here, and uh, and I'll see you see you back tomorrow. And you can ask me questions. I've I've been testing this out for a while, so feel free to send in your questions, questions at theoryofdfs.com, or type them in the chat. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be talking about a preview for the NFL slate on Thursday. We got NBA, we got NHL, we got so many sports going on right now, and uh, I'll always be here for you. Weekdays, eleven o'clock in the morning Eastern. Talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy, props and pick them on Roto Grinders today.